to Books and Biscuits. I'm M. And I'm Birdie. And it has been a while. Yeah. We've done this. Sorry about it's that. Been... I had therapy, so. Wow, you really want that on the podcast? I don't care. Wow, nice normalization of mental health. Yeah. The lighting in this room is really good. My room like, or your room? No, my room. Okay, because mine I is horrible. Great. I look amazing. Okay, that's all we're talking about. Yes, it is. This is a podcast about how beautiful I am. Mm-hmm. This is bullying. Okay, anyway, today we're anyway, looking at chapters. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a time and a half since we last recorded. I've read so many books to, that I haven't posted to our have Instagram. Like two hours to edit this episode. Looks. It's okay. I only have looks. I just said whoops. I meant whoops. <laughs> Anywho, um, anyway, we're reading chapters 11 through 15 of You by Caroline Kepnes today. Yes, we are. They're full of a lot of horniness. Um, <laughs> by Joe. Yeah, these are the horniest chapters yet. These are very horny chapters. Oh my god. I have multiple comments. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Does if anything interesting happen? Oh. Wait, there's Fantastic Beast news? Ooh. Where are you? Um, oh, I have some okay, news. literally, oh, it's Black History Month. That explains why all the articles on the side of bookstock.com are about Angie Thomas and the hate you give. Mm, because- Do we want to talk about that for a hot sec? Yeah, sure. It's some some controversial. What's some what are your hot takes? My hot take is this book is not as good as people say it is. Ooh, that's a hot I, take. Okay. I think this book is a very important book, but being important doesn't does make not it good. Equal being good. Yeah. So, hot take full disclosure, not hot take. Full disclosure, I am a white person, so obviously really? that's going to affect. I don't know that. Okay, this is a podcast, not a visual medium, so no one knows what I look like, <laughs> except for you. So yeah, I am white, which obviously I think is going to influence this, but I feel like people just are like, oh my god, this book is so amazing just because it deals with police brutality. Mm-hmm. Like, not because they're at, they're not putting aside, like, that message of this. Like, they're not putting aside the politicalness of this But maybe book. that's what makes it good. So maybe, maybe they're saying... And critiquing it as a story. Right. And I think this book... I think more people need to critique this as a story versus as a book that discusses something very important. Because I do agree that we should be talking more about police brutality in this kind of way. Looking more at, like... Not talking about it just with remembering the victims and trying to get justice for them, but also talking about it as, like, something that is happening within our culture. But this book, I don't think it's good. I just, I don't like the writing. I don't like the characters. I just, I don't think, this is a really tricky line for me to walk. Because I don't want to say it's not deserving of the praise that it is given. But on the other hand, I don't think it is deserving of the praise it's given. I think it is deserving in that this book talks about something really important. <laughs> I heard her. I'm sorry, my <gasps> cat is here right now. Hello, sweet girl. Oh, she is so magical. 
She's slipping on the book cover. Mm. Oh no, she left. Boo, I can make space for you. The book can go in the trash, but you can't. Goodbye, book. No, she left Break. me. Okay, anyway, back to the hate you give. This book does have a very powerful message, and I agree with that. And I agree that I think this is a book that people should leave, should leave, should read, but quote, but like, I disagree that it is quote, beautifully written with amazing realistic mm. characters that will forever stay in your heart. Mm. I don't agree with that. I don't think. I I haven't read it. I don't so. think it's deserving of that. I think it's the way I would describe this book and the way I would review this book is it's important to read. It is an important story, but that does not make it a good story, if that makes sense. Wow, I think by you saying that, we just lost three-sevenths of our listeners, which Honestly, means we lost a total I'll of three. A, like, if I was more well-known, I'd probably get a hashtag call-out for being racist. But, wait! What? Oh my god! What? Christopher Poloni is writing a new book. Whoa. So for those of you who don't, oh my god, I am dying. Ah! It's called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars and it's Ooh. sci-fi. There's a, there's, oh my god, there's an excerpt. Oh my god. Oh my god. So for those of you who have never read Christopher Polini. Polini? Poloni. Sorry, everyone says Polini, and I think that's wrong. I was like, Panini. I'm hungry. Okay? Christopher Panini. <laughs> yeah, Mom wouldn't let me have any of the car trail mix, so I'm starving. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so The Inheritance Cycle is a four-book series about... It's fantasy. So it's about dragons. And there are these things called Dragon Ride. Right? I, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's a fun book that Emma read when she was, like... 14 and she is obsessed with it and Christopher Poloni is writing a new book so she's excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um It has it was not I can't believe I missed this announcement. I'm really the book sorry. so the book is set for release on September 15th. <gasps> That's 4 days before my birthday. It is. <gasps> I'm reading the excerpt. Oh no. What if his writing isn't as good as you previously thought it was? Yeah, oh no, I don't like it. Oh, you don't like it? So far. Ah! I don't like it. Um, some other news. So, you might not know this, but one of my favorite authors, V.E. Schwab, is writing a new book called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I'm so excited for. I and, hate that um, title. I'm just really, I'm really excited. But it works. Do you know what the book's about? What? It's about this girl who makes a deal with the devil for something, but everyone she meets forgets her. Like Muriel, so. But then there's one boy who remembers her. Okay, I kind of like It's going to be so good. What's your face of disgust? I'm reading the thingy. Okay, she's reading the thingy. Okay, boring. Oh, no. Okay, I don't like this. Oop. I need to read. I need to read Aragon again. Oop, oop, oop. Maybe that'll get me it's back really into a... it. Cause Aragon, I love Aragon. I love the world building of the Inheritance Yee. Cycle. Like it is such a rich, diverse, like 
world. I love it. He literally, like, pulled a, to- a token and created, like, multiple languages. It- it's not as, like, in-depth as Tolkien's languages are. But, like, still, like, and every book has new words in it. And, like, at least in the copies of the books I have, there are, like, little, like, lists. Like, not dictionaries. I mean, maybe it's, no, not dictionaries, but, like, little translation guides of all the all the words in, like, the language of the dwarves and the language of the elves of in the books. And, oh, I love it so much. So definitely go give him money and read The Inheritance Cycle. It's really good. I would say we should read that on the podcast, but it is four books, and each book gets thicker and thicker. We're not reading thicker. that on the podcast, They're Oaf. very large. So, anyway. Um, Some other... had the hot mm. tea... Some other books that are coming out soon that people might be excited for. Um, Chain of Gold by Cassandra Clare. Uh, the Crescent City or something by Sarah J. Mass, who's our all-time favorite author. Uh, not really, just kidding. She's, um, she's coming up. Yeah. Um, we'll be with her soon. I can't really think of anything else. Um, um, our favorite book ever... The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes coming out soon. Yeah. We have to read it on the podcast. No, definitely we do. Oh, we will. So stay stay tuned for that. All seven of No, we're going to read it. I was thinking we could not, we could just take a, like, one episode and do just, like, a general review about it. Mm, that's possible. Because I don't want to have to spend another whole, like, thing on it. What do you think this podcast is? Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, do you want to end the podcast? Yes. Goodbye, guys. These are the last 14 minutes and 26 seconds you'll ever hear from us. Honestly, that probably makes you happy after my hot take about I know. the hate you give. Our, Sorry, our listeners is going to drop from 7 to Oh, my God. Okay, are we ready to talk about you? Let's go. Let's talk about some horniness. Yeah, we're finally ready after all the hot takes and the book news that really we should be checking before the podcast. Yeah, we should. We're stuck. We need to get um, into that. Anyway, usually there's nothing interesting. Chapter 11. Okay. Right. Chapter so, 11. Joe and Beck have their first date, and Joe is, like, calculating, like, how late should I be and, like, when he's gonna go. They have this, like, nice date. They're, like, talking. They're, like, teasing each other. Um, Joe reveals that he knows that Pitch Perfect is Beck's favorite movie, and she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, it's very popular. And she's like, haha, okay. Which... Yikes. Um, and then um, Joe's like, oh, I didn't stalk you on Facebook, but I did see all your pictures. And she was like, oh, I looked you up, but you aren't on it. And he's like, yeah. And then they go to this burger place, and Beck's like, when did you graduate from college? And Joe's like, mm, I didn't ever go. And he's like, wow. And she's like, wow, that's so hot that you're just, like, defying everything like that. And he's like, cool. Um, and then... Um, Beck's like they like go back and then Joe thinks that Beck is like mad at him for not coming in to have sex with her um and then he ends the evening by um oh no this is never mind Mm, chapter goes on more um he tells his typewriters about their date um and then he's she's gonna he gave Benji a copy of Dr. Sleep to read and he's gonna give him a test Um, and Joe gives him, he does give him a test to see if he knows, um, what, which club soda is his club soda, um, and Benji fails the test, and Joe goes on about how he hates Coke, a cola, 
for some reason because he thinks it's stupid and then he's like oh beck hasn't even emailed my her friends about me she can email them about how she's worried that benji is missing but she hasn't emailed them about her great date and that's the end of this very long chapter um just a quick thing joe mentions wanting to have sex with beck like i think it's like three times uh and then he rubs one out in her honor at the end of the chapter so that's pretty fun um yeah he wants to mount her on the steps he wants to um have sex with her again um at the place they go to get dinner um and then he wants to have sex with her again when they go back to her apartment um he also says at one point you're mine and you do what i say so that's fun so yeah what are your thoughts about that I don't like that. <laughs> okay, also, I have a new favorite character. Who did I say my favorite character was? The Oh, yeah, the guy who saw Beck having sex with Benji and was just like, ooh. That, yeah, that wait, was my favorite wait, character. Wait, we're returning to musical podcast Sorry. land. Oh, we're talking about the book, Emma. I know, but I'll, I'll edit this out. Guess what's getting a movie adaptation? What? Darren Hansen. Stop. Can they stop with the movie adaptations? Jesus. No one wants it. Better than Mean Girls. Better than... Yeah, why is Mean Girls getting a movie adaptation? It's, it's already a movie. I think it's stupid. And it's a really good anyway. movie. Anyway, anyway. Uh, I have a new favorite character. Who is your new favorite character? Harold the typewriter. That Joe stubs his toe on. So he named all his typewriters. Harold, so. Do you know that Harold is an 82 Smith Corona? Yes, he's my favorite character, so obviously I know that. I would just like to say that Joe's like, I don't get home until 7, and then I don't get out of the shower until 7.15, and I'm like, it's not, like, until 7.15? Like, that's not a long amount of time. Like, from from home to out of the shower in 15 minutes, that's pretty snappy. Yeah, that's better than I do. No, that's about what I do. My showers are one minute, so... Yeah, you literally jump in and jump out. I th- I don't even know that you get under the water. I think it's where you stand in the same room as the water. You're like, yes, I've showered. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, Joe is such a hipster. Yeah. He literally is like, um, one day all of the computers are going to blow up and die. He's so annoying. Money, because I'll have a typewriter stash. He's so annoying, Jesus. He's like, oh, everybody sucks except for me and you, Beck, because everyone's so fake and everyone likes all this normal people crap. And it's like, shut up, Joe. No one cares. He's like, you're so typical, or he's like, uh, you're like, you're not the typical girl. And I'm like, go away, Joe. Go away. He's a man of many contradictions, Mm. and also a man of being a hipster. He's also a man of much mounting. (laughs) That's Joe's favorite verb, to mount. That laugh is also Joe's favorite (laughs) thing. (laughs) <laughs> um let's talk about the date unless you have anything before the date i don't nope. really think there's anything before the we date. can talk about the date why is he pretending to be late i don't know he's like hiding behind this thing and then beck shows up at 8 35 and then he's like and then he's like, oh, sorry, we'll be there until 8.45. And she's like, oh, haha, me neither. And he's like, you're lying because you want to impress me or whatever. You want to seem like you're nonchalant. And I'm like, Joe, you're doing the same thing. I would be annoyed. Also, who goes on a date at 9 o'clock at night? Ew. I'm in bed by that. 
I know, and if they spend, like, two hours together, I'm just gonna be, like, so dead. I'm gonna be, like, take me back to my house now. Yeah, like, they go and get dinner. Who eats dinner at 9 o'clock? French people. So, I'm sorry. I think that's weird, personally. Also, if someone was really late to a date, I would be annoyed. I'd be like, okay, clearly they don't want to see me. So, I, I don't get it. But also, I am a haggard crone who doesn't relate to the hashtag you. Oh! I'm not on the TikTok, so. You're not a hashtag Gen Zer. I'm not. I'm a hashtag boomer. You are. Oh my god! <gasps> With your hot take about the hate you give. Oh my god. Guys, M is no, a I boomer. Think it's an important story. All I the BuzzFeed. Okay, all the BuzzFeed quizzes I take that are like. We can guess your age. They either say one of two things. They either say you're 11 or they say you're 50. Okay, mine are, you're either like 13 or 45. Yeah, so, so. thanks, bro. Um, I want to get to chapter 14. We'll get there. I want to talk about We should chapter 11 and their date first. Um, so one writing thing that I really like is, so when he finally decides to stop pretending to be late and stop hiding behind a pole and watching her. I will. Like, as he's walking towards her, the paragraph is, it's not broken up with any commas or pauses. So Ooh. everything is like, it's very like rapid fire. I didn't in notice a way that. That kind of reminds me of like, a heartbeat or like a racing like racing thoughts like he's just like oh my gosh i'm gonna finally have a date with beck iambic pentameter question mark no i don't think it's that it's not an iambic pentameter but that was a joke because oh. it should be i don't understand jokes the entire book should be an iambic pentameter wow okay um do you want to get do you have anything else before we get to the horniness Um, I don't think so. Just that Joe is, like, kind of a dick to Benji, but... Yeah. So is it... Is it horniness time? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Joe has a public sex kink. Oh, for sure. Like, the train one, the restaurant, uh -huh. the steps. Uh, yeah, he's just like, I want... He literally says, I want to mount you on the steps so, like, everyone can see. Like, Joe, ew. ew. Yeah, he's into that. Bad. I mean, I guess it's, like, one thing if you're, like, you know, sneakily doing it at night in an alleyway outside a club. Like, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, that's but, a like, thing. Mounting someone on the steps. He wants to yeah, mount yeah, her. Thank you. No, thank you. No. I'm... No. Okay, so... I guess their date is... Cute? Um, I guess. I just... I don't know. Something about it felt really, really weird to me. Aside from the Joe is a creepy stalker. Yeah, aside from the horniness. Aside from the, like, everything he does is so, like, planned out and contrived. Yeah! Everything! Like, we'll get to it later with their next date. The that Ikea date? Comes, no. Oh, their third date. Maybe What's their third date? No, it's not their third. I don't know. Oh, the party. The No. The, oh. The next date they have that is at night. 
What are you talking about? He to- he plans out this like big romantic like dinner and carriage ride and stuff. Oh right. And I think the thing maybe the thing with Joe is like and we're gonna get to this. Wait, but we didn't read that. I know we didn't, but I remember it. Okay. I great. know all about oh. this book. I, I just got very concerned. I can tell you his horny comments in that chapter. Yep. If you want me to right now. Go ahead. Okay, so Beck is wearing um I think it's a pink skirt and maybe a tan or beige sweater. Um she's also wearing a pink bra. Oh yeah, I remember and that. The, oh, and brown boots. Oh wait, has, yes, I read about that. Yeah, her skirt, ha- her skirt has these huge slits at the side, and he like fingers her in the horse-drawn carriage and thinks about like her doing this. That is an exact word that is used. He talks about how and wet she is a lot. Gross. Like a lot. I don't, it makes me severely he's uncomfortable. Like, he's like, mm, he's back your panties are soaked. Is dewy. Sometimes Ew. he's like, oh, you're teasing me. Like, he was like, oh, you're like, your knees are opening and you're teasing me. So and I'm like, go it's away. So um, but as you were saying, nothing with Joe is, like, authentic. No. Ever. Everything with Beck is so planned out. Yeah, like, like who does she want does me anything. to be? Yeah, he's always thinking, like, how can I best be who, like, she wants me to be and how can I, like, best seem like this cool guy yeah when in reality he's super judgy yeah he's like oh you're doing this that's so annoying oh you're reading stephen king god everyone reads stephen king how dare you read this book how dare you um back to the horniness um i'm gonna read a quote that i'm not gonna feel comfortable reading oh i have a couple of those <laughs> lie down i command yes sir you say oh my god and your yeah. cheeks flush and your nipples harden and your panties are soaked right now they are in a restaurant yep. a public place yep also joe how do you know that he also says that his cock is right next to her head, yes. and he can he can hear, and she can smell it, and he can see Ew. that she's, like, breathing hard, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's so gross. I don't like it. It's so bad. Like, I get you want to show that you're, I guess, he, he's, like, sexually attracted to her and stuff, but just, Joe, why? That's so... Ew. Can you imagine working in that restaurant? No, and just seeing them be like, like... Just seeing that and being like, okay, I'm gonna get to Plot twist, that's now. the same guy who saw Beck with Benji. <laughs> plot twist, he's secretly following them. Plot twist, he's secretly in love with both Joe and Beck, so he's just stalking them together. Plot twist, he's... He and you are the same person. Plot twist, you're correct. Rips off face. Oh my lord. Um, we get another public sex fantasy. Wow. Where he's just like, mm, wow. just go at it. Gonna mount her. Yeah. Again, he has a public sex king. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. Some, some, that does it for some people. But I, I'm gonna judge Joe about it. You have it, a hardcore. daddy king, so. I don't. Gordon Ramsay, oh, Jeremy Gordon Ramsay Wade, Patrick Page. Okay, Patrick Page is hot in my defense. Just ask mom. 
Mom is a 49-year-old woman. You are not. Lies. Just to BuzzFeed I am. <laughs> Uh, are you ready for another gross quote? Yee. This is me training you to treat me special. Oh my god, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't like that. It's because he refuses to kiss her. Joe. On their first date. Joe. Or even, like, have sex with her. So he's just, like, teasing her. I don't know. Joe, Plays why you gotta be so creepy? in her head? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have so, so many strong reservations. Dun, 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 dun. Should I go and perform mutilations? Dun, dun. Sit down for a nice long back sash. That's bad. Oh, wait, I do remember something. So I'm at the end of the chapter. He's like, your green pillow is going to take a beating <gasps> tonight. Ew, I hate that so much. And then um, when Beck hasn't, like, emailed him back, he's like, maybe you're still working on your green pillow. And I'm like, for 24 hours, Joe, really? Yeah, I, their date was just that hot. Uh-huh. Like, She's he never gonna. To she's she's steps. never gonna unmount that green pillow until she dies. <laughs> Stop using the word mount. Never. Do you know who you want to mount? I'm refusing to engage with you. <laughs> Tell me. It's Muriel. No, no, that's you. Also, Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> You want to mount Muriel with the long hair. No! He doesn't have <laughs> his good titties, Emma. Okay, are you ready to move on? No. I have one more quote. Okay, it's give me that veggie. next corny quote. It's not horny. It's from Benji. Okay. okay, Benji is literally the most relatable character ever. I know! <laughs> not really. But, okay, so he says, I can't remember what book it is he's talking about. Um, but Joe, so Joe was giving him, like, another book quiz, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I didn't read this either, either, and he says that he read the first five pages of the book and loved it so much that he couldn't read anymore. That's literally That's me. me. That is legit me. That's me, me reading the toll. I guess I just know how this book, book concludes, so I just don't have to put myself through the pain of reading the whole thing. Yeah, I, it's possible to read a book on a spiritual and emotional level. It's possible to have read a book without having read the book in the traditional sense. Yeah, that's what I do. So. Okay, are you Benji done? Benji is hashtag relatable in that moment. Benji is. I love Benji. Honestly? He's kind of the only character who actually sees, like, what's going on with Joe. Like, really. Like, he's like, Joe, what is wrong with you? I kind of feel like the book did him dirty a little bit. I know, Benji. And not the book, the show. I'm a Benji I, honestly, apologist. I kind of love Benji in the book. He's great. Benji in the book is amazing. Benji in the show is a straight up dickwad, but. Oh, yeah, for sure. Benji in the book, he's like. 
he's like Loki relatable. Yeah, Loki. I mean, not the like drug stuff. Yeah, we don't but do Loki, cocaine like, in this house. Some of the other stuff. We do it outside of the house. Just kidding, don't call the police, please. Wait. Okay, are we ready for chapter 12? Yes. Where are you going? I don't know. I thought I dropped a Smarty on my bed and I wanted to I see. I thought you weren't going to eat the Smarties because they were gross. No, I never said I wasn't going to eat them. I said I was disappointed that they were Smarties. Rude. That's what I hear every time you open your mouth. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> 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 Can we move on? Man meat has worn your throat out. Stop it. Oh. So it opens the chapter talking about Sarah, uh, this really obnoxious girl who used to work in the bookstore. She was awful and rude to everyone, and nobody liked her. End of story. Uh, he then transitioned into telling us that it's his and Beck's second date, and they're going to go to a party at Peaches. The one friend of Beck's who Joe has not stopped yet. Uh, Joe geeks out a little bit in the cab on the way there because Peaches gasped related to J.D. Salinger. Ooh. Hot. Uh, but when he meets her, he, like, immediately is like, uh, she sucks, and I hate her so much. They have a lot of back-and-forth, like, digs at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very, like, rude, but in that kind of, like, uh, mm-hmm. way. Not, like, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Um, and then the chapter ends with Joe and Beck kissing the very first time in the elevator. Was it their very first kiss? Mm-hmm. Because he refused to kiss her on their first date. But didn't that happen when she came and gave him the donut? Mm, I don't think she's done that yet. They have not kissed. Okay, the show is much different. Um, so yeah, they make out in the elevator, and he wants to mount her. It's horny. Uh, okay, I have a couple things. Okay, so one thing, his description of Sarah and Peach is very exaggerated. Like, I wonder, I wonder if it's exaggerated, because it's very harsh, and I wonder if he just doesn't like them. So he's being like, oh, well, this is what they must have been like. Like, I don't think he's a very reliable narrator. Oh, no, he definitely, he absolutely is not a reliable narrator. Because I don't think Peach really looks, like, as horrible. Like, he's describing her as, like, a witch with, like... Like, I don't... Yeah, they've really changed the way she looks in the show. Yeah. Like, in the show, she's this, like, pretty, like, sexy young lady. Well, I mean, that's probably what she would actually look like. I think Joe is just, like, she's tall and her fingers are long and she's ugly and whatever. 
He describes her as having a birdie little head. Yeah, she has a birdie little head. Um, um. Oh, Joe talked about how he wants to kill Hugh Grant, but not actually, because Beck was in love with him or something? I don't care. When she was 13. Yeah, he was like, how am I jealous of a 13-year-old boy? And then he was like, I'm gonna kill Hugh Grant. And then he was like, I won't kill Hugh Grant. It's very strange. Joe has issues, as we have said multiple times. Um, so you know how Beck, like, I, I wouldn't say... You good? Yes. So you know how Beck, like, really wants to be, like, Peach and Shauna and Lynn? I think Joe kind of does, too, like, a little bit. Definitely. Like, he doesn't want to be them in the same way Beck wants to be them, but he wants to be them, he wants to be, like, his version like, I, he wants to be, like, a rich, like, cool guy, but cool in a different way. I feel than like Benji. Joe really wants to be cool. Like, he pretends yeah. that he's just, like, over being cool and he's over it, but he's not on social media and he doesn't, like, do all this mainstream stuff because he wants to be, like, cool and, like, better yeah. than everyone else. So, like, in a way, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, I think... Like, they both, both Joe and Beck kind of use each other at some point. Yeah. Um, Beck, for sure, here at this party, I think she uses Joe as, Definitely. Like, an accessory. Definitely. To be like, oh. get there, and it's all like, mm, look at my new boyfriend. He's so, like, indie. Yeah, and it's like, he didn't go to college. Wow. Yeah, and then Peach is like, wow, foregoing the formal education system. Wow. Okay, they talk about Which Hannah and her so sister's. Different. Yeah. And hot. Oh, yeah, he's different and hot. He's different. Hot. They say that, like, four times. Um, Yeah, they say that a lot. They talk about Hannah and her sisters a lot. Like, that movie. Mm -hmm. Like, so much. I feel like we need to watch that movie now. Yeah, we do. Um... Oh, yeah, so there's this weird part when they're in the elevator and Joe wants to mount Beck. And he's like, I touch you and you almost winny. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> what is that normal people? Is he just gonna like caress her? She's gonna be like Nay! <laughs> Is this what inspired Fifty Shades of Grey? It wasn't really Twilight. Um no nope. it was this scene. This is what inspired my horse princess. I don't think that exists. No, it's a joke. I know. It it's will funny. exist. Just for you. My horse princess. My horse prince. <laughs> Nay. Okay. Um, so we get another very telling line about Joe and his feelings on Beck when they're in the cab on the way there. Because he says, I feel like I picked up the wrong Beck. Oh my god, yeah, because this, she's being like... Again, shows that he really only likes this version of her that he has created in his head. And when she steps out of that box, he gets a uh-huh. and he's like, um, Beth, this isn't you. You don't know her. Yeah, because she's, like, nervous and, like, getting, like, nasty about stuff. And he's like, uh, Beck, like, no. Mm. So, yeah. This is a very random thing, but I always forget that Joe is half Jewish. Yeah, I forget that, too. Like. It's not mentioned a lot, so it's not. It's, I think it's only mentioned once, but I always forget that. Um, do you have anything else for 12? Nope. Really, it's just the party. 
Yeah, it's the party. And it's just Joe and Becky. The no, party. Joe and Peach being kind of terrible to each other. Oh, I don't think he steals Ozma in the book. Yeah, I don't. Or maybe he does, and he just never brings it up. He might, but it's later. No, he does. I'm ninety percent sure he does, but it's okay. later. It's not now. It's okay. later. Um, so Peach is terrible, and I hate her. Yeah. But also, Joe is an unreliable narrator. Yeah, he could be so totally exaggerating what she's saying. Is like I feel like she is bad, but I also feel like on some level, Joe does kind of exaggerate. Yes. I feel like we can talk. I have a quote. Oh, I'm excited. I have more It's very yikes. Tell me. No. I'll forget it by tomorrow. No, I can't tell you. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Joe tells Beck that she is going to have the honor of receiving <laughs> nine woman who only weighs 120 pounds with size f boobs so that she can have the honor of receiving my one inch cock okay you need to write that down no for me to remember it oh my god that's the witty that's it that's the witty your hair looks really pretty. Okay, chapter 13. So, Joe says that he made a mistake because he called Beck to invite her to the movies and Beck denied it. So, she doesn't want to go on another date with him because she has Benji brain. Um, and she tells her friends that he's a maybe. Um, but then, uh, they plan to go to Ikea together because, uh, Beck has a creaky bed. Um, and then Joe goes to talk to Benji and Benji accuses Joe of being a stalker. And Joe's like, what? A stalker? Me? Never. No. And then Benji gets, like, super high and he's, like, all, like, really, like, weird And he gives Joe the key to his storage locker, where apparently he hides his stolen goods. And then Joe gets really mad, um, because Benji talks about him having sex with Beck, and how Beck's, like, a gold digger. Um, and then Joe, like, beats him, like, kicks him a lot, and then flushes his drugs down the toilet. And that's it. Yay! I have a quote. Go. Uh, okay, so I don't have the whole quote, but, um, Joe talks about how Beck hasn't had the honor of receiving his cock yet. I, I hate that. Yikes. What an honor. It's so gross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Joe is, like, kind of an incel, but, like, not. Oh, no, he absolutely is a little, okay, he's not, but, like, that. He has an incel vibe to him. Like, Beck should be treating me like I'm the only... uh, Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, that's a little 
and Sully. Also, yeah. really gross. Yeah. Like, ew. What the heck? <laughs> like, Joe. It makes it sound like he just wants to have sex with her. He, yeah, he kind of wants to have sex with her, like, a lot. Yeah, he absolutely does. Yikes. Um, I don't enjoy it. Sorry, I'm trying to find my notes again. Okay. Um, so, I have a question. Yes, what's your question? Obviously, I have never been on a date. Yeah. But. That's not obvious, what but... What is with Joe's obsession about, oh no, I made a mis- an amateur move by leaving a voicemail? Yeah, I don't Ugh. know. What? It's a great question. I don't I know. I mean, obviously it's amateur if it's me, because I don't know how to set up my voicemail, so no one can leave me voicemails. So, but that's yeah, just Yeah, your me, voicemail is like... This customer has a voice messaging box that has not been set up yet. I don't know how to do it. So. Yeah. Also, like, just text her. Or email her, because Beck is hashtag quirky. And oh, yeah, you're email. right, you're right, you're right. Come here. Like, I don't... Stop looking don't... at me. Sorry, yes. I'm having a cat interlude. Yes. Who is it? What is wrong with you? Who is it? Hopefully I'll be able to show you. Come mm-hmm. here. Oh. No. Oh, Get it must be Yen. She's just staring at me. She is won't it Yen? come on the bed. <laughs> okay, whatever. I was going to give you kisses. Now your stinky cat breath face can just sit there. Oh, she's here. May I see my angel? I see her. Okay, continuing with chapter 13. Yeah, I don't know. Joe just, like, over-calculates absolutely everything. She is baby. Um? No. No. (laughs) No, she's so cute. This is not a podcast about Daenerys. This is a podcast about... Oh, she heard a noise. Okay, continuing. But I love her. She is gone. If you knock my dresser down, I will not give you any food for the next 24 hours. Oh, strengthy, yeah. She has done that like three times, and it's really frustrating. Yen is strong. Okay, anyway. Chapter 13. But I just want Yen. Are you dead? Yeah. I'm dead from love. Okay. Go on. She is babe. Anyway. Yeah, I don't get the voicemail thing. I don't either. Like, Joe's weird. I don't understand why. Joe has this weird, distorted perception of humans. Like, he mm-hmm. thinks... Like, Benji has literally... He's been, like, missing. And Beck is, like, legitimately worried about him. And, I like, know! Because he's... And, like, the... Tweets are all about how he's doing drugs. I know. But you're just like, ugh, how do you care? How can you care about Yeah, him? he's like, how are you still thinking about him? Forget Benji. him. Like, ugh. you can't just forget like, this guy. Like, Beck was in love with him. You can't just forget him if he drops off the face of the earth. Like, Joe's like, oh, come on, stop thinking about Benji. Start thinking about me. And I'm like, Joe. Joe. What? Okay, she was in, however misguidedly, in love with him. And now 
it seems like he's on a major drug trip. Do you know what happens to people on major drug trips? They overdose they could and die. die. I mean, I don't really care if Benji lives or dies, except that we won't get any more beautiful Benji quotes if he does. But, Joe. Yikes. Also, like, I just, I really think that Beck is someone different than who Joe thinks of it. Like, like, I don't know how much of what Benji says about her is true, but I would imagine a good deal of it is. And I think that Beck kind of isn't a great person, and she does so badly want to be, like, on the, like, on that, like, insider crew. And I think some of what Benji's saying is true, but Joe doesn't want to hear that, because Joe is just like, what? No, like, she's perfect and she's an angel and she would never do anything wrong and like she's not what you say she is you know yeah i feel like joe thinks that she's a lot better than she actually is this is where that reliable narrator thing comes in yeah that yeah that's definitely true because like i don't know how much we can trust benji but also like I trust him more than Joe because Benji is in a life-threatening situation. Well, actually, well, I don't know because he's kind of saying, like, I feel as though he's, like, trying to tell Joe, like, Beck isn't, like, worth this. And I feel like... Yeah. I just feel like that's coming from a place of, like, he wants to save his own life. So, he's not, he's just going to tell him the truth about Beck. So. Yeah, I just, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's there's obviously no way to know, like, the truth, because we also get, like, Peach's feelings on Beck, kind of. Yeah, but they're always through Joe. Like, we talked about this they, with, Oh, no, they definitely... Yeah. We talked yeah. about this in my English class when we analyzed Frankenstein. We talked about how this... It's so unreliable because there's, like, four different layers. Like, at one point, there's... The monster is telling his story to Frankenstein, who is telling his story to this dude who is writing it all down in a letter to his sister. Like, there's no way that that story didn't, like, change in some way. And also, Victor Mm -hmm. has, like, predisposed um, feelings about the monster, so he might be kind of, like, changing his dialogue a little bit. And, like, how is it possible that he remembered that exactly how it was? So, that same thing is kind of happening in this where, like, <coughs> sorry, because we get Joe's perspective, I feel like everything that Benji says and everything that Peach says is kind of tainted, like, about Beck, because he doesn't like them. So I feel like he's kind of thinking, like... You're reporting this, right? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so I feel like he's kind <laughs> of, like... Like, he's kind of making Benji out to be, like, this horrible person, and, like, he's a liar, and, like, he's making Beck out to be this, like, beautiful, wonderful person, when, in reality, Beck is probably just a normal person. She's probably not exceedingly perfect, like Joe thinks she is, but she's also probably not exceedingly horribly bad, like we're supposed to think Benji says she is, you know? Yeah. And also, like, we also get, like, a layer of, like, 
back, like, changing herself based on who she's with. Yeah. Like, kind of drastically. Like, when she's with Peach, she's a very different person than when than she's, she's with, Joe. with Joe. And with Benji, too. Like, they're, they're three different people. Is her with her friends, her, like, rich friends. And then I think when she's with her rich friends, she tries to be, like, a partying and, like, a hoe. And, like, she's, like, doing Whoa. all this stuff. And she's, like... Oh, I don't care about any of this. But then when she was with Joe, she's trying to be this, like, writer chick who's like, oh, like, I write this. I am quirky. Like, I love that. Like, I'm not into that. Like, I don't, you know, like, I read all these cool books and stuff. And I think Joe, as smart and as perceptive as he is, I think he doesn't see how much she changes herself to be with him. Yeah. Like, he... I feel like to Joe, the Beck that he's with is the real Beck. And the Beck, whenever he's, like, whenever Beck is with someone else, that's the, like, fake Beck. Like, whenever Beck is with, like, Peach and Benji, she's, like, changing herself to be like that. And that could be true. It could be that the only time Beck is herself is when she was with Joe. That's possible, but it's not likely. Yeah, I agree. Um, And even, like... Like, Joe definitely does see that she changes, but he is like, mm, yeah, this is changing you to be wrong. Yeah, I think he he, per- he picks up on the changing. I just think he doesn't pick up on it, what the real Beck is. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't even know, like, is there a real Beck? I don't know. Like, what is she when she's with herself? Or is she constantly trying to, like, be somebody else? Yeah. Like, is everything she does just, like, a performance? Like, yeah. even when she's alone? And, like, who is who is she with her fa- when she's with her family? Yeah, I don't know. Like, who is she? Yeah. Very interesting, deep questions. But, of course, everything is only told from Joe, so we only get this one side. Yeah, we never get to know. Which obviously, like, works. And I think is good. And I think it's better than the show which tries to give us scenes of Beck alone. Yeah. And maybe we're going to sound a little hypocritical and make her, like, more, I guess, fleshed out. But I feel like part of it is that you do only see her the way Joe sees her. Yeah, I like that. I'm not saying that I don't like that. I'm just saying that it's interesting Yeah, that yeah. Joe doesn't see how, like, we get we get a few, we get some glimpses into who Beck really is. We get those glimpses, but Joe chooses to interpret those glimpses as something different. Either someone lying about her or an action that she does that he chooses to interpret as, oh, she she's not really doing that, that kind of a thing. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I just think it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Um, moving on from the Fifty Shades of Beck, <laughs> uh, I have another dating question. Yeah. What is wrong with dates in the daytime? I don't know. Because Joe's like, I guess because there's probably like a guarantee of no sex, I guess. But like, because 
when he's talking to Benji, Benji's like, oh, today? She didn't even give you a night? And yeah, I'm like, what is what? up with that? I would rather have a day date because Same. then you know that that person's entire day is around you because they're going to spend yeah. their morning prepping, their afternoon with you, and then the night they're probably going to be thinking about your date. But if it's just yeah. the night, like, the whole day, oh, Jesus, the whole day, it's just, like, it's, I don't know, I think it's... I would rather have a day date because if you have a night date, then like you're gonna be tired and like they're just yeah, exactly. squeezing I'm you in there. Prone. I go to bed at like ten o'clock. Okay, I go to bed at like eight thirty. So. Okay, well I can't go to bed at like eight thirty anymore because I have friends now. Oh, hashtag flex. Hashtag I don't have any friends. Oh no, Bert. Ah. I'm sorry. When you um, leave but- your phone alone downstairs for an entire 24-hour period and your only notifications are from the Arcana telling you your Heart Hunter lives have refilled. <laughs> okay, but that's a mood. No, I get texts from mom. Oh, I also get BitLife notifications telling you, you know, that my house like- is getting robbed. Mom never, like, just texts me. She's always, she always prefaces it with, hi, honey. <laughs> She's never just... Like, today, she asked me, she says, hi, honey, how was your Portuguese test? Which, it's actually Monday, I told her it was Thursday, but then I was wrong. Wow. She's not just, how was your Portuguese test? It's always like, hi, honey. I think it's cute. See, for me, she's just like, Naomi, do dishes, take trash, (laughs) clean room. That's her. (laughs) Well, she lives in the same house as her. Okay, do you want to move on to chapter 14? No, I have more stuff. Okay. Um, the machete is back. Oh, God, yes! I remember that. I made a note of that in my head. I was like, the machete? So, there's a scene where Joe is talking to Benji in the cage, and he just is tapping his machete against his foot He's like, something. I wrap my machete! And he's about, like, how he can stab it through his foot because he's really mad. Like, does Joe just have the machete yeah i want to know where the machete came from like because he mentioned it like the machete under my floorboards but like who bought you that machete joe yeah and also like do you just hold the machete when you talk to benji yeah like does he just hold it to make benji know that he could kill him like is he just like gotta break out the machete yeah, oh, I'm seeing, I'm going to see Benji. Oh, gotta get my machete. Like, oh, what? he's really annoying about Benji, like, reading the Stephen King book. Like, shouldn't he be happy that Benji he's is reading so a book? But he's like, uh, he's devouring that Stephen King. God, he's so stupid. He's reading Stephen King. Ha 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 ha. Wow. What's wrong with people reading Stephen King, Joe? Okay, it's like. Yeah, I don't get it. That's weird. I like Stephen King. I have never read anything of Stephen King's, but... Really? You should. I don't like scary stuff. Okay, yet you watch 10,000 murder shows. Murder shows are different than, like, supernatural stuff, because murders, you can stop, I keep a hammer in my dresser, okay, so I can stop them and knock them out, but a supernatural thing will not be deterred by a hammer. He doesn't only write supernatural things. Okay, I know, but they're Read usually misery. creepy. That's not supernatural. Or Cujo. I don't want to read Cujo. That's sad. Yeah, it is kind it's of sad. It's about a dog. Terrible... Have you That's watched the kill point. count for Cujo? No. <gasps> it's so sad. What was the most recent kill count? It was um post? Valentine. What? He posted one for Valentine's Day. 
Oh, I see that. Yeah, the oaf. Uh, okay, oaf. anyway, do you have anything else for chapter 13? Yeah, first appearance of the red ladle. Oh, is it? Oh, right, because Benji tells him about the red ladle. The next chapter is weird about the red ladle. We, okay, we need to explain what the red ladle actually is. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay, so Benji is like, oh, yeah, Beck took me to, want to take me to Ikea once, such we fucked. And she wanted me to spank her with this red ladle. She's, she's daddy can't go out this red ladle. And Joe is all like, okay, now it is my mission to find out about the red ladle. Yeah, he's because weird Benji about the red ladle. About Beck, but I don't. He's like, <sighs> oh, why is she telling Benji about the red ladle, but she isn't telling me? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the synchronized joke. <gasps> That's the male Winnie. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I don't like that. Okay, you're ready for chapter four. Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> yes, I'm ready for chapter fourteen. Okay. Go on. Chapter fourteen. Um, so Joe and Beck are off to IKEA. Yeah. Beck reveals that her dad died. Rip. She was an alcoholic. Rip. R.I.P. Let's run out for Beck's dad. Uh, she cries in Joe's arms, and Joe is all like, mm, "Rip." Yeah. I'm holding you. Want to melt She you. talks a little bit about her dad and her therapist, Dr. Nikki, on the boat. Mm-hmm. And Joe is very obsessed with the red ladle. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole time, he's just like, red, red ladle, red ladle. Literally red just ladle. sprinkled in there are just, red ladle? Like, every time Beck says something, he'll be like, red ladle? Yeah, that's basically him. Um, they have a little Ikea adventure, um, which... Beck picks out a new bed, mm-hmm. and they buy meatballs, and Joe constantly complains, because of course he does. He constantly complains about this Chinese family he keeps seeing. Yeah. With their screaming children. He complains about a lot. A lot. A lot. Okay, is that it? Yes. Okay. So, I have a couple things first. I, so, first of all, a difference from the show is that Dr. Nikki is introduced now. I'm pretty sure in the show it's implied that, like, Beck didn't start seeing him until after Peach. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, but, um, I don't know. Anyway, um, okay, on the ferry, like, when he first meets Beck, he's like, I can't stop looking at her mouth as an orifice for Benji's cock. I wrote that down, that quote. Um, Orifice for Benji's cock. So, um, that's gross and creepy. And Joe likes slut-shaving her, like, a lot. Yeah, he Like, a lot. He's like, Beck, why are you having sex at all? I'm like, go away, Joe. Yeah, I guess she's not allowed to have sex unless she's having the honor of receiving (laughs) Joe's cock. Nope. Um, okay, he, Joe is so, like, not like other girls, like, but the Joe version, because he's like, oh, like, I've never been to Ikea, like, oh, I do this, and I do this, and I'm so cool, and I, I didn't go to college, and I, I probably, I don't know, I'm not on social media, and I'm just, like, I'm better than everyone, and I'm like, shut up, Joe. Yeah. Go away. It really is. You're so annoying. Um, the AC remote is back. It's back? Uh-huh. When did it come up? In one of the earlier chapters. I can't remember which chapter. I'm trying to find it in my notes. Um, Joe is like, 
I want you to like if anyone would understand the AC remote for the cage it'd be you I want you to hold it in your small hand and you'd feel the power I have what I don't remember that what how do you not remember it it's so weird I don't think we talked about that but um he has like an intense fantasy about how hot Beck holding this AC oh yeah I think I do remember that actually yeah anyway the AC AC remote is back not attractive there's nothing sexy he has it in his pocket and she's like oh what's this and he's like it's the AC remote for controlling the temperature in the cage and she's like what you have a cage and he's like yeah my basement and I'm like why would you tell her about the cage she's gonna want to go see it and you have a you have a dude in that cage, okay? <laughs> you have a Benji in that cage. Maybe the, the AC remote is supposed to be a metaphor for his dick. Oh my he's god, like, yes. Hands, and then he's like, you can hold it. The honor of receiving the AC remote. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, my favorite thing ever. Um, uh-huh. So they are in the Ikea. I don't remember exactly when he says this. But Joe says, we are special. We are falling in love. And I just, well, I like that quote. I think it's, I do think it's a little early for Joe to be like, <laughs> Yeah, Joe, this is like your second date. But I really like that quote. I think it's kind of pretty. Um, okay, he says he wants to mount her again. They're, like, oh, on no. a bed, and he's like, oh, I want to mount you on this bed in the Ikea, public sex fantasy again, because he's like, oh, in this one movie, this, like, lady, yeah, like... Yeah, Days of Summer. Yeah, they, like, mounted each other in Ikea, and he's like, oh, Beck, I want to take you right now on this Ikea bed. And I'm like, in the Ikea... In front of the Chinese family. I'm actually pretty sure he mentions that at one point. He's like, oh, the Chinese family will see us or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, he does. He mentions that, like, they're following them or something because we can't do Joe's it. so weird. Okay, are you ready for more Demented Joe fantasies? Yeah. I know we say this approximately 17 times an episode, but Joe... <laughs> She gets hard from oh my seeing God. the edge of her panties sticking out from her jeans uh-huh. and the fact that she's holding his hand and breathing and she doesn't smell like Ikea. Yep. Is that oh, how dicks work? We didn't also mention this, but when they were on the steps, he got hard and he was like, it's hard to stand up. And then she was like, you look young. And he was like, oh, I'm soft again. I know. Ew, that's gross. I don't know if that's how dicks work, but like strange are you googling is that how dicks work no he texted me (laughs) (laughs) no i am not i mean i do have male friends now so i could ask them ask them no i don't i could ask sam sam how does he do it uh so apparently Holding a pillow together means that you're entering into a sexual contract and you're going to have sex. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh, we're, like, holding this pillow and it's so sensual. And then she was like, oh, the meatballs. Like, mm, yeah, eat those meatballs back. But meatballs is an unsexy word. Mm. I don't, I don't understand. Get those meatballs. Is this... Is this how this works? The meatballs in the AC remote. Mm. Oh, and that pillow. I mean, we do know Joe has a thing for pillows. The green pillow. Jesus. He talks about that like 18,000 times. In conjunction with the word mount. He's like, you're going to go mount your green pillow. 
I wonder if when they finally have sex, is he gonna say, I'm mounting you? Oh my god. I don't even remember their, like, first thing. I don't know if it talks about it actually in the book. It might just say, we had sex. I remember the show. But I feel like Joe would describe it in excruciating detail. Oh, yeah. I feel like he would as well. Yeah, I but remember I, the music at that part. It's like da 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 da. That was a really bad rendition, but it's it's flowing up in there. Um, I think you mean that that was an amazing rendition. My favorite piece of music from the show is it's called Nerve, or not Nerve. It's from Nerve. It's called Night Drive. Da na da na ooh, da na da na ah. I also love the, um, you're mine, and we belong together. That happens at the beginning of the second episode, and then he's like, our day starts at the ass crack of dawn with you, I don't know, getting up to Cress, the sweaty backs of Soho Soho mommies. Yeah. Oh, and then I also like the, um, um... I know, I know, you belong to somebody new, but tonight you belong to me. That happens when Joe has gotten in the car accident. Spoilers. I only know that song because um, it's in the first season of American Horror Story. Oh. In, like, the first episode. Oh, well, I know that song because it's in you, so. It's in you. Like, you're, like, Joe's AC remote. Stop. Never. Um, okay, are we moving on to chapter 15? Oh, wait, no, I have more stuff. Okay. I think. Is it about the orifice? No, it is not about an orifice. Oh, it's about Beck deciding on her couch. Okay. Um. So he says, so, so uh, not her couch, her bed. Oh. So he says, some girls would take all day and go back and forth, but you are gloriously decisive. Chill. Chill. You literally were just complaining because she was looking at all this crap she doesn't need. Like, looking at, like, couches and armoires, or however you say it, that she has no room for. Yet now, she's gloriously decisive. I don't even... That just proves the point of that Joe wants... Joe thinks that Beck is whatever he wants her to be. You need... No. You need to say all of that again. Why? Because I did not hear any of it. Oh, okay. Um, Beck is whoever Joe wants her to be. Yeah. To Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, he finally gets told about the red ladle. You didn't mention that. Yeah, because I didn't get there yet. Okay, well, he gets told about the red ladle, and it's her dad used to make her pancakes with it. And then he's like, oh, that's so sweet. I'm buying you this red ladle. And she's like, okay. No, she buys her a silver ladle. Yeah, but then, yeah, I don't know. And he's going to make her the pancakes that she wants. But, like, Joe, he, like, forced her to tell her him about it, basically. Yeah, that's in my notes. Like, it would be really cute if he was like, oh, my gosh, you opened up to me and you told me this. And you just, you want to be loved and have someone there to make pancakes for you on in the mornings. But 
it's not sweet because he completely manipulated her to get I know it. he was like he was like oh I need a spatula and then she was like can I just stay here with the car and he was like no you need to come so they went and he was like oh I'm hoping the spatulas are next to the red, next to the ladles and then he like picks up the red ladle he's like oh look at this and she's like oh haha yeah it's demented it's so it's not even like they pass by the red ladles and he's and she's like oh this literally he picks up the red ladle he forces her to tell him yeah so it no it's not cute anymore yeah okay you ready for chapter 15 yeah okay good i'm hungry you did the summary for this one, right? No. <laughs> Just kidding. So, Joe goes back to Beck's apartment, and he's like, oh, we're totally gonna have sex, I'm totally gonna mount you. But then, they're just building the bed, and then Peach shows up to make sure that the guy she hired off of Craigslist isn't a creep. Um, and then, Peach has a cystitis flare, and Joe starts assembling the bed... And then he gets sent to go get Evian in a pair, and then he doesn't get let back into the apartment, and then he makes his plan to kill Benji with peanut oil. This part is really- what? Do you want to say that Benji's gonna die? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Spoilers. Okay. We're gonna have to say it when he actually dies. I know. Sorry. Okay, well now I can talk at length about one of my notes. Well, at length. Okay, so this part is interesting because in the actual, in the show, this isn't, I know this isn't supposed to be like a show book comparison podcast, but I just, I can't help comparing it to the show because I've seen it so many times. So in this part in the show, Benji is- Stop moving! Benji is already dead. Oh, yeah, oh my god, yeah, he is! Because, um, Joe is gonna take Peach and back to the hospital, um, and Benji's body is in the trunk of his car. Yeah. So, there's that. Yikes. It's also interesting because in the show, Beck breaks her bed in the first place because she's having sex with some random dude, and then in the book... Her bed isn't broken, it's just old and creaky, but she says on Twitter that it's broken because hopefully a guy will come over. I don't know what that... Mm, that seems like a stretch, but okie dokie. Yeah, okie dokie. Okie dokie, artichokey. Okie dokie. Okay, stop. Sorry. So, what do you have for this one? Uh, let me find my notes. I um, don't really have anything, so. We're gonna go back to Joe's weird sex things. Okay, I will just warn you that our mother is upstairs. Do you want me to wait until she leaves? Oh, I'm not sure about that. You can make that decision on your own. <laughs> okay, um, I'll start from the bottom, I guess. We'll go reverse order. Um, I really like how at the end of 
the chapter how it sets up like what the rubber gloves that he was supposed to get oh yeah he was like oh getting rubber gloves yeah and he's just like oh i left them in your bag but if you ask i'll tell you that that i was gonna clean your bathroom and you'll believe me also beck is so naive because joe like tells her so many things (laughs) sorry joe like tells her so many things you need to go back Okay, I said Beck is so naive because Joe just tells her a bunch of excuses and she believes them. Like, he's like, she's like, how do you know I like Pitch Perfect? And he's like, everyone likes Pitch Perfect. And she's like, do you like Pitch Perfect? And he's like, I've never seen it. And she's like, (laughs) okay, that's funny. I'll try not to be so predictable. Ha ha ha. Maybe she wants to believe him, though, because he's like, oh my gosh. He's great. He's so sorry when he's wrong. He reads. Maybe it's finally time for me to date someone who's good for me. That's a quote from the show. Yikes. Um, so he puts the, like, he gets a, a latte and he puts a, sp- a tablespoon? He hasn't done that yet. Oh, wait, yes, he has. Yes, he has. Okay, yeah, he gets a latte and peanut he oil puts in it. And I just love the way he's just so cavalier about attempting to kill Benji. I know! Says, Wait, shut up. I'm talking. He says, I'm sorry, brother, I love you. Excuse me! <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, you go first. I don't know what I was going to say anymore. <laughs> I'm just really, that just happened. <laughs> This just in. This is the end of the podcast. Lo siento, not accepted. Bye, guys. Lo siento. Okay, so I think what I was going to say was it's really funny how um oh, sorry, I'm screwed up now. Yeah, it's really interesting how Joe is so nonchalant about killing Benji. He's just like, oh, I'm just getting this latte and this peanut oil and these gloves to kill this guy. And, you know, maybe he doesn't actually have a peanut allergy and he won't die, but maybe I'll get lucky and he will. And I'm like, Joe, you're about to murder someone. Yeah, he says he's been lying about everything else. Maybe he's, like, lying about the peanut allergy or... Maybe I'll get lucky. I, I know. love that line so much. Like, maybe I'll get lucky and be able to kill this guy this way. Like, Murder. oh my god. Oh. Um, they really changed Peach interrupting them for the show. Yes. Because in the show, she's like, oh my god, my bladder. Yeah, in the show, she knows that Joe's there, too. I think she might in the book, too, but she's pretending. But definitely in the show, um... Stop. (laughs) Definitely, or no, sorry, in the book, um, she's like, oh, sorry, Beth, she's just dropping over. Like, she's just coming to, like, be a, like, I feel like it's, she's just coming over to make sure that, like, Joe doesn't hook up with the dude building her bed or something. Because they, Joe and Beck, they, like, make out against the windows. Um, but she's just coming in to make sure that she's, like, not doing anything. And then, I think it's when she realizes Joe is there, I think maybe she's like, oh, 
I, she, I need to go to the hospital. Was she in the chat? Because Beck sent to Chana uh, and Lynn. She's like, uh, Joe is doing it. I don't think so. But was Peach in there? I don't and think Lynn so because I'm pretty sure it's set up in the earlier book that she emails Peach separately. Usually, yeah. But I'm not sure. Okay, I can't find it. And I'm giving up. Um, is mom still upstairs? No. Okay, good. Um, he gets hard from holding her hand. Yeah, he's... Is that, is that how dicks work? Yes. I legitimately am asking. Because what? I feel like that is not how that should happen. That's how dicks work, so... Wow, great to know. I just... What? I don't know. I think Joe is what? messed up. Joe, it, no, he absolutely is. Also, they're up. like making out, and he's like grabbing her ass, like right up against the window. I know he was like, I. He's like, mm. he did he say he needed it, like like needing bread? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's. That'd be pretty funny if he did. Maybe I've just been. Mm, I'm gonna need it. Stop! I don't like. He's gonna need her ass and then mount her. Male mini egg. Oh my lord. That was the build up and then the whinny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do anything else? Um, I don't believe so. Reading. Uh, do we want to talk about what my currently reading slash have past read since we last Time met? Time for Birdie's currently reading corner. So I believe when we last met, I talked about Winterwood by Shay Earnshaw. Do you think that's right? Yes. No. I yes. That's right. Because you you posted a picture of it on the Instagram. Yeah, definitely. Um. Okay. So since that day, I've read a lot. So I read Girls of Paper and Fire. I'm not sure if I already talked about that because I might have finished that one before Winterwood. I don't remember. Um, but that one was really amazing. It was super good. Um, go read it. Lesbians. Um, and I read since then. Uh, oh, I read V.E. Schwab's um, The Near Witch. Oh, no, I talked about that one last week. Yeah, I talked did. about Winterwood the first time and I talked about The Near Witch. Well, anyway, who I read *The Near Witch*. It was really good. Um, not like her other books, as I think I said, but it was good. Um, I read *The Gravity of Us* um, by Phil Stamper, which I posted on our story because um, I got a free arc of it from the library, and that one was really good. Um, space gaze, so they weren't actually in space; they were spacing that out, but. That was fun, um, because the main drama wasn't around their relationship. I find that a lot of contemporary ones, um, what happens is, like, they meet and they fall in love and then something happens and then they hate each other and then they fall back in love and that gets kind of old. So this one, there was a point of, like, strife, but they didn't really, like, break up and, like, over, so that was nice. And then, um, I read, um, House of Salt and Sorrows, um, which was so good. That's by Aaron A. Craig. It was really trippy. Um, but really good. Um, yeah, it was really good. The characters were 
pretty cool. I still am not really sure, like, what actually happened and what didn't happen, but there was a lot of, like, twists and turns. Um. Okay. I also read Prodigy and Champion by Marie Lu. I cried at the end of Champion because of how it ended. It made me ball my eyes out. Um, but both of those were really good. I thought they were better than the first one because June and Day was, like, already established. There was no insta-love. What did you just find out? Nothing. No, I'm, I'm looking at Facebook and I saw oh, something Jesus. disturbing. Okay. Um, my current reading... Uh, oh, actually, I read um, Happily Ever After, which is a set of novellas set in the um, world of the selection by Kira Cass. Um, that was really good. They were really cute. They were focused on um, Queen Amberly, um, Prince Maxon, um, Aspen, and um, Marley. Oh, and there was one from Celeste, too. Um, and those were really good because they kind of got us, like, an insight into those characters and how their stories played out. Um, because America is kind of my least favorite character in that book, but, you know. There's a character named America? Yeah, so the, 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 the country isn't called America, though. But, yeah, there is a character okay, named America. Okay, but it is still the stupidest name I've ever okay, heard. Okay, Emma, shut up. She's very whiny and annoying. Who I'm not named, a fan of her. Why okay, her father named her America, America because the, the place used to be named America. And he was, care. like, a rebel, so he was being like, oh, ha, ha, America. Yeah. Anywho, what I am currently reading on page 10 of, to be exact, is The Toll by Neil Schusterman. I don't want to read it. I really don't. Because the Thunderhead caused me so much pain. Um, and, um, It just, I, just, I, I, it's so, I can't, it's just, I, it's gonna cause me pain. It's, like, a long book, and I think I talked about this in the first part of our podcast, but, um, I want to know what happens, but I'm considering, I have to go, I don't know if I should, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, so that's it. That's what I'm reading. Okay, I think it's time that we end this episode. We're having issues. <laughs> we're slowly devolving into insanity. Yeah. Please the help next us. Thing you know, we're going to be like, oh my god, Joe is so hot. Joe Wait. is hot, honestly, though. Penn Badgley? What? Wow. Am I wrong? I'm learning about your taste. Okay, guys, so that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we want to give a special shout out to Jennifer who left us the sweetest voice review on Anchor. So thank you so much, Jennifer. Literally made me tear up when I listened to it. It was Same. so sweet. Um, I am going to give a quick shout out to her podcast because, you know, that's what you do if I can find the review because I am a hashtag boomer who doesn't know how to use technology. It's called, like, Happy Wife and oh, it's Kids. Called, no, it's called Mom to Wife Plus Life. Yes. I have not listened to it. I'm not a mother or a wife because I'm a Haggard crone. Yes, you are. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but if that title sounds interesting to all, I think we have, like, eight listeners now. Seven. Wow. Amazing. Whatever. <laughs> um, 
go give her a listen and thank you again Gemma for it honestly so sweet I I don't have any words for it beyond thank you and you made my day also thanks to the dude who apparently gave us a friendly comment on Facebook oh yeah thanks to you thanks dude his sister is apparently gonna listen to us now so if you are that dude's sister shout out to you shout out to you <laughs> All right. Uh, on that note, I think that about does it for our show this week. Yeah. What chapters are we reading next week? We definitely already said that. Um, but we are reading chapters sixteen through twenty. 16 through twenty. 20. Yep. All right. So yep. join us next week if you want more King Shaming of Joe. Oh, also in the time between. Uh, us recording the birdies currently reading section and right now I read another book um so so in the span of about two hours so so that was called um songs from the deep um and it was really good so yeah isn't that my book no it is not that your book is song of the current no this is a different book it's about sirens I got it at Barnes and Noble so boom Okay. Um, All right. We'll be posting a pic on Instagram later. Our Insta account. Is that how the cool kids say it? Yes. Insta okay, <laughs> is at books and biscuits underscore podcast. Go give us a follow if you want to keep up to date on what we're reading and when the episodes come out. Okay. That's it. And yeah, give us a subscribe and review on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, Thank you guys so much Thank for putting you. up with our insanity every week. Right. Uh, we'll be here next week. Bye. Okay.